smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Know Your Breeder. For those of you who are new here, I'm Banner, and I don't want you to spend six months growing out seeds from somebody that you don't know anything about. And uh, today we're continuing our focus on some breeders that are going to be at the DGC Cup. And uh, today we have uh, another local breeder from Fort Collins, and uh, we have Aaron uh, from Constant Elevation Seeds, and Aaron's actually joining us in the studio today. So welcome, Aaron. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate our, it. Our pleasure. So uh, we we kind of connected, uh, believe it or not, at our local kind of grow shop, which is awesome. Uh, shout out to our friends at Mountain Lion. Um, and they, they kind of run a, a really good shop where kind of kind of connect people together. And um, we kind of met recently and uh, I had no idea that there are people kind of working on breeding and stuff locally. So I was really excited to kind of meet you and kind of have you on the show and kind of talk about kind of what's happening here, uh, right, you know, in our backyard. Absolutely. Yeah, I was happy to meet you. Always happy to network, meet new quality people. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> where? how did you get started? Like, uh, how long have you been growing? How did you get into it? Um, basically, uh, got my medical license when it first became a thing. Uh, I believe that was 2009. So growing since then, at least, uh, professionally. Yeah. Um, and then been breeding for about 12 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a long time. Been a, been a lifelong, uh, lover of cannabis and yeah, just trying to do oh. new cool creations. Oh, awesome. <laughs> how did you like get in? How did you go from, uh, breed or uh, growing to breeding? Um, a lot of it just had to do with uh, someone who was a, a big inspiration to me was uh, the Rev, the, the cultivation editor for Skunk Magazine. Okay. Um, yeah, I just I started reading all of his articles. Um, he does like a true living organics sort of style. Okay. Completely away from synthetics. And yeah, that really just spoke to me. And Okay. Yeah. So is it, uh, have you been doing that for a long time now? Yeah, then? definitely. Yeah. Uh, I've been heavily focused on, uh, as far as breeding, especially uh, just organics, no synthetics, uh, all soil. Interesting. And yeah. are you uh, indoor, outdoor? Uh, I've done a little bit of both, but mostly indoor. Mostly uh, indoor. Breeding, I'm doing indoors. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. what, um, I mean, what did you start with? Uh, you, it sounds like you're inspired by Rev, but, um, yeah. you know, when you, when it came time to like actually, all right, I'm going to make something my own. Um, cuts, clones, or uh Seeds, you know, how, what was your starting point? Well, my, my absolute starting point for growing was uh, getting help from uh, the grow shop, the, the staff there in Fort Collins. They helped me do my first hydroponic setup, gave me cuttings for it. I grew some sour diesel and purple Urkel and uh, mm. man, the sour diesel Good came out point. so frosty. I thought I was the best grower ever after my first grow. Obviously, that's very naive, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, started there. Um, and then as far as uh, getting into breeding, I believe my first cross was... Uh, the San Fernando Valley OG Kush crossed with Kali Chakra, and I created a strain I just called Deity. Okay. Because um, it, it seemed Kali Chakra is named after a deity, and OG Kush is kind of the god of the West Coast weed scene. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it ended up being a very uh, euphoric, um, very not sticky, but greasy uh, trichomes. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. And. Yeah, seemed very medicinal, and it was my my go to for a while. That's cool. Yeah. And then, do you just continue to work that or make new stuff? Um, I completely stopped with all of those lines, um, and I started just getting into what I thought would be cool crosses. A lot of work with uh, land races to kind of mm -hmm. incorporate some some vigor into the into the equation. I feel like a lot of uh, indoor strains lack that sort of vigor after decades and decades of, of breeding and just. Mm -hmm. Being able to incorporate some land race genetics into there helps a lot with that. What kind of, yeah. you got to give us a little more details. What, um, what, uh, what, what kind of stuff do you 
work with? Uh, like from where? I mean, the uh, one that I really liked as far as something that's a half land race is called uh, Cherry Malawi. That's actually from the Revs uh, company, Kingdom Organic Seeds. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I got a killer male after doing a pretty extensive pheno hunt with that uh, a while back. And yeah, did a bunch of crosses with that. Uh, couple of back crosses as well but yeah that one it almost feels like when you're working with a land race it needs to be about a quarter of the genetics otherwise the <laughs> land race is going to walk all over your indoor strain and it's mostly going to be this giant fast growing sativa that's going to take up your whole indoor growth space real quick um, but yeah once you get down to that quarter land race to an eighth land race start feeling the vigor boost from that and also keeping all the uh, desired qualities from the indoor strain without stomping on it too much okay so yeah. <laughs> do you like only like to work like a certain number of generations and then kind of stop um i in general i'm focusing on just trying to have two stable parents and create nice f1 hybrids yeah and then i'm doing some some back crossing but when you get into f2s and too much back crossing you really got to let your purchaser know because there's a lot of variability in there and you know you're, you're hoping in general, to give them like an F1 that's uh, more stable so they can rely so you're, a little bit more on what they're going to get. Is it safe to say you're more into making like F1 hybrids? Um, I, I'm into doing everything. But yeah, that's that's my focus as far as sales right now for the most part. I have a couple of back crosses. OK, um, and I have yeah. to ask you a question. So like uh, to make like a true F1, they have to be kind of different cultivars. I don't know what the definition of that is. But if you're starting with a land race, are you kind of selecting a few generations of that before you cross it to something else to make an F1. So in other words, F1 is the one cross, but the breeding happens really uh, before that. I yes. Guess, right. For sure. Yeah. And uh, different people I've spoken to have different opinions on this. Um, I think technically it's an inbred line or an IBL after you've bred it to the fifth generation breeding uh -huh. brothers and sisters together. Um, so I think if you're really going for a true F1, you should have two parents completely separate uh, strains that you've bred down to hopefully an F5. Um, okay. And again, depending on how much of a polyhybrid you started with, you yeah. may never get stability. But in general, that's a, that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Not always possible. That takes a long time. But if you can get it, if you can get it down to a year and a half, yeah, exactly. Just to start across, yeah. And with your limited plant counts and everything, that's always an issue. So, but in general, I'd like to take it down to an F three and see some stability in the parents before I decide to make an actual cross with them. Okay. Yeah. And like, tell us more about what you're working on now or what you have now. I I knew you brought some. But actually, yeah, um, this is uh, one of the actual back crosses I've been doing with uh, the redheaded stranger, not my original creation, um, but it is an excellent mother plant. And I've just been doing a lot of crosses and then some back crossing to it. So this is the uh, back cross number one, phenotype number seven of the females. And uh, it appears to be the most representative of the actual mother plant. I can't tell the difference between this and the uh, mother. So. Cool. That, so that's is why this, I brought it. Are, yeah. <laughs> are you, is this like, are you working on like breeding stock with that? Yeah. So is this kind of like a work in progress? Like you don't have seeds of this, right? I do. Or you do? I actually brought some for you. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. okay. Um, not of the number seven, but of the original, the first uh, back cross to the gotcha. redhead stranger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm doing a whole lot of crosses just to the redhead and then um, focusing a little bit right now on uh, the cherry Malawi again, trying to do crosses to that. Um, and one of the ones I'm, very excited about uh is one called stranger candy which is this cross to uh runts um and yeah in testing right now so far showing some some positive signs but uh yeah i always like to give cool. it some, some what, uh, testing what is this one like what uh 
you must like it if you've been putting a lot of time in. Absolutely. This this is what like, do you my, like about it. This is my homeostasis strain. This is very much um, a hybrid that leans sativa. If I had to guess, it's probably 65, 35 uh, dominant sativa. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the perfect daytime smoke. Uh, it's the perfect like work smoke. You stay motivated. Obviously, if you overindulge, um, it's not going to be quite the same results. Yeah. But yeah, if you're just looking for something that is very positive, uh, euphoric, motivational, um, anytime that I brought this to a party or a get together, it livens it up. It, okay. It's almost like a social weed. It's almost like you want to take that, listen to Check. music and dance and, and, and be social. Whereas you bring a real strong indica to a party, you're going to set the tone and bring everybody yeah. down. But uh, yeah, it's a very... Very talkative, very chatty, very positive overall. Sounds like a Fort yeah. Collins kind of vibe. Man. Totally, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of, kind of expresses kind of the vibe around yeah. here. Yeah, and in general, I'm I'm at the point in my life where I, as far as what I like to consume and what I like to grow, I'm not growing for necessarily the most potent experience. I, I obviously want it to be a certain degree of potency, but yeah. I'm more growing for effect, like something that's going to be pleasant during the daytime or something that's going to help me unwind at nighttime. You know, I don't need to get as high as is humanly possible, <laughs> but. uh yeah, <laughs> obviously potency is important. I wonder what that is. Does anybody know? What what is what it, what it, guru? What is how how high can what is as high as humanly possible? Uh, you reach a plateau where like all your CB receptors are filled, and then like, you can't get any higher unless there's some like uh, pharmaceutical things that act as CB receptor wipes. You could take one of those, and then you could just like no ceilings, just keep getting higher. But I didn't know that was a thing. It, yeah. Is that like right at the point where you green out or? Yeah. <laughs> okay, right on. That's awesome. Right on. So yeah. it's kind of like party kind of bud or like going to yeah. a show kind of thing. You're with a bunch Absolutely. of friends. You're hanging out. Absolutely. Not and something you want to smoke at nighttime before bed, but very social. Uh, yeah. What's what's it like to grow? Uh, very easy. Um, it Unless it's super hot, it does really well. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it responds really well to topping. Um, creates a nice medium-sized bush with a lot of tops. Branches? Uh, yeah. You stake it? You scrog it? What do you um, like? Depending on how big you get it. If you're growing a real big one, I definitely stake it. But if you keep them small to medium, they usually will, will be okay with no sticks. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you got a nice frame. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And like I said, it responds really well to topping. You'll get that real big bush. Almost grows more like an indica with more of a sativa effect, which is also an ideal. Yeah. A lot of people like growing stuff like that. <laughs> and I should have asked this earlier, but regular or feminized? Regular. Yeah. Reg, reg seeds. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not doing anything with uh, feminized seeds at the moment. Um, I, I know there's a, it's an important thing, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm appreciating the importance of males and trying to hunt for, for good males. And, uh, the thing that I always want to try to avoid is the interbreeding of feminized genetics and regular genetics. And that just automatically happens. I mean, Europe has had a crisis with that for a while now, as yeah. far as just hermaphroditic seed all over the place and or hermaphroditic bud all over the place it's become it, i'm not familiar with that it's because of mixing uh, the feminized seeds back with regular specifically in in europe that was a crisis i don't know if it is anymore this is something i read about a few years ago but uh yeah they they're so limited on space to grow compared yeah. to us here as far as home grows that auto flowers and feminized genetics are much more popular over there and so it's just much more common to have uh hermaphroditic expressions and, and feminized seed. And when that dominates the market, it's like all you can find is hermbud over there for a while. Again, I haven't been over there in a while, yeah. so I'm not trying to I, paint the whole continent with two. <laughs> no, no, two you're good, brush. man. I, I, <laughs> uh, the way I understand it is that uh, it is getting better. Like uh, as people kind of breed out more of the ruderalis kind of stuff or stabilize, or I should say stabilize it, 
you only want part of the Ruderalis gene, right? That's exactly. Really the only one you want. So yeah. it just seems like it takes more work to kind of isolate that and then kind of work it out. So, you know, what was happening a bunch of years ago, I would hope that has been significantly improved over the last few. I would hope so too. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't grow a lot of autos personally, so it's hard for me to say, but um, I do see a lot of people putting out nice buds with auto plants, at least on Instagram. Yeah, I feel like it's it's come a long way in the last decade or fifteen years. Yeah, it used to be a lot more like hit or miss, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's a it's an amazing convenience factor and makes you know really easy for for people that don't want to put a lot of time into it. Yeah, or if you're doing outdoor grows, you can do two full yeah. grows in a season. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. worry about the light cycle. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty exactly. cool. Yeah, that's I definitely uh, respect that. Absolutely. But um, well, so as far as uh, seeds that you have available, are you bring anything to the cup? You're going to be, yes, you're going to be around. Yeah. I'm going to, um, I'm going to have a stand set up. Uh, thanks to you and the invitation. I really appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'm going to bring a bunch of my uh, varieties, um, all of my tested crosses that are doing well. And then I have even more untested crosses that I like to offer at a very cheap price. Um, yeah, that's kind of been my approach. I, I don't like the, uh, $300 for 10 seeds that a lot of these seed banks are doing, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of the antithesis. What, of uh, just, yeah. just to get people excited about like your varieties you have, I mean, can you tell like, yeah, what, what do you have? Like, is it, um, know? off the, the top of my head, um, this back cross to the redhead, I'd highly recommend that. That's, uh, that's one of my favorites. Um, I have one called Shotzilla Kush, which is the, uh, Shiatsu Kush cross to Guptilla. Okay. Um, that's a more indica dominant, but yeah, as far as my indicas, that's my go-to. Guptilla Colorado Seed Company. It is. Yeah. That yeah. sounded familiar. That, that was an amazing strain. I, I wish I hadn't lost the phenotype on that one. Yeah. I'd be back crossing to it, but, uh. First pack of seeds I ever ran was from Colorado. Yeah, it's a very, very good company. I've had nothing but good things to say. Yeah. Anyway, that. sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have the uh, the uh, Cherry Tropicana, which is the Cherry Malawi cross to the Tropicana cookies. Yeah. Um, that's a real, real nice sativa. Has expressions anywhere from uh, ones that are kind of like a subtle cherry smell all the way to something that's very Tropicana cookies dominant and actually shows some purple. Yeah. So it's got this like cherry orange kind of thing to it and a very... Very um, sativa dominant. I'd say it's probably 90% sativa with a very euphoric. Uh, yeah, almost feels like you're starting to trip a little bit for the first 20 minutes. Of okay, it. right on. I, yeah. Um, Blasty sativa. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like fun. Uh, what else am I bringing? Uh, trying to remember off the top of my head here. Uh, I have something called Stranger Cookies. Um, it's a nice, nice hybrid that I like. It's uh-huh. a, a kind of middle of the road. Um, Slightly harder to grow, but it finishes really early and doesn't like to be overfed or too much heat. But if you don't do any of those things, it's a great hybrid. Um, okay. Yeah, nice, pleasant, again, half-sister to the redhead, and it's a great daytime smoke. Great, just you don't want to get too high, but you want to be functional. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, Liquor dose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> something, something like that. Yeah, call I it an mean, attitude adjustment. I didn't mean to put yeah. you on the spot as far as uh, specifics. I was just curious, like... Everybody kind of works, and I heard you mentioning land race before, and, uh, you know, everybody kind of has their own mm, genre that they like to play in or palette they like to work with. So I was just kind of curious, just in general. Uh, I've heard a lot of sativa from just talking to you now. So that's, and, you know, you were talking about kind of up, kind of bud. So what I'm trying to do is, you know, for somebody who's going to, you know, run a pack of your seeds, you know, why would they want that? Why would they be interested in your stuff? If it's somebody that's looking for that, you know, blasty sativa, or if it's a certain flavor, that's what I'm trying to ask you. Like, uh, can you give us a, a little more? Yeah. Uh, just insight into like, you know, yeah. what, what, what you're kind of trying to make, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in general, I'm trying to create, um, just good crosses with specific 
effects. Um, I very much take the approach of treating my seed making process like they're in an incubator in a tent with not very harsh lighting um, and just treating them like a baby. Uh, I always, I, I will never put anything out there um, that's been tested that doesn't germinate at least at 90%. And most of my stuff honestly generates 100%. Like yeah. nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10 seeds will germinate. So I do put a lot of effort into uh, just making sure that it's high quality seeds that are going to germinate for you and, and grow well. Um, you know, it's interesting yeah. because I don't hear a lot of people talking about that. Yeah. Um, be honest, like it catches my attention. I don't really, it's something that I don't think about a lot, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, I'm always focused on what am I going to get out of it? But I, I imagine there is a big deal about putting together a, a pack of seeds properly, like proper, you know, I'm, I'm just assuming, but harvesting them at the right time, uh, let him dry out. Absolutely. Kind of properly and maybe, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely you want to give them enough time to mature. Um, otherwise, you're just you're not going to have as many mature seeds when you, do you, when think you harvest that, it. Yeah. Do, do you think that leads to a lot of problems when people think like, oh, hey, this breeder sucks. Like, I popped a pack and I didn't get, you know, whatever. Do you think that's part like a big part of it versus just the genes are bad? If if I, as a, as a grower, got a pack and the germination rate was real low, that would be my first big red flag for sure. You know, obviously there's plenty of problems that can occur past just the germination point. So that's where testing comes well, like into play. If, but, if yeah. it, well, I guess what I mean is like if I have a pack and it doesn't germinate and I kind of do the same thing that I always do, are, would you be first to think that it's the genes that's the problem or in the literally the production of the seeds? I would I would think it's in the production of the seeds. In my experience, um, all soil grown, all organic has a much higher germination rate and a much longer shelf life. Um, I've run into major issues, especially with outdoor synthetic grown seeds. The sun tends to harden them off a lot more. And so, again, if you soak them ahead of time, you might increase your germination rate. But in general, Really sun-hardened seeds, especially those grown with uh, synthetics, can have a lower germination rate, in my experience. Fascinating. Again, not trying to paint with too broad of a brush. I know there's plenty of exceptions to that and plenty of people hey, that are not, doing great not stuff Not everything outdoors, works in all but, situations. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. But if, if that's your experience, that's kind of you know what I'm, I'm interested to hear about. You have firsthand knowledge of it. So... Uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in, in that and somebody else might have a different experience and be interested in that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But in general, I, I feel like the organic way to go is, is the way to do it. Yeah. Do you, yeah. do you notice a difference in the plants as well? Um, like, yeah. Like once they're germinated, do you notice a difference between the two at all? For that initial, um, grow from seed, I believe I do. Once, once it's been in the environment and it's adjusted to it, yeah. I would say not so much. So once you clone it, probably not as much, Yeah. but yeah, in, in that initial, uh, grow uh, from, from seed. I, I definitely feel like, um, yeah, less issues in general. I mean, I, I can't get too specific off the top of my head, but, uh, I mean, some people will talk about, they can tell not only if it's been grown using synthetics as far as the, the final product, the bud, but even if the seed itself was grown from it, I don't know that I can tell that level of subtlety yeah. and just from the seed, mm -hmm. but as far as the finished product, you can tell right away if it's grown in soil or if it's synthetic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just, uh, it fascinates me from the idea of, Hey, I'm going to buy a pack of seeds. I'm going to drop some money and I'm going to spend five, six months growing them out. Yeah. And so I'd never considered that. Like I said, I see a lot of people complaining about the seeds they got, but it, I always thought, always get the impression that, it, or assume that it's because they think it's the genetics and I, it's, and it's, Sounds like uh, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's not the genetics. Well, and I believe it, it can also be the genetics or it can be a combination of all, all, all that together. In my experience, it seems like 
it's only about 40 or 50% of the crosses that actually do well. Even if you have ideal parents, you think there's no way these aren't going to be amazing. Once yeah. you grow them out and test them, you have to really be disciplined being like, oh, I had high hopes for this cross. I still got to garbage this project because they just didn't like the, the cross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I, I'm not trying to say I'm an all-knowing expert on all that, but in my experience, uh, yeah. Experience is worth something. It, yeah, for sure. Know? Definitely. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, what, so are, do you have a, you have a drop at the cup and then I do, are you working on new stuff now? Are you like yeah. making seeds or like, what are you focused on these days? Constantly. What's your new project? Um, I am working with, uh, some skunk from, uh, AGC company, some like old school skunk. Um, really excited about that. I, uh, harvested, uh, pollen from a male recently, a really promising looking male. And so I'm basically going to hit three or four of my keeper plants, including the redheaded stranger with that pollen, and then just kind of start from there, see what happens and see if it's a cross that works and is worth breeding further with. Yeah. Okay. And I have to ask you, so when we, when we say skunk, what, what are, what does that mean to you? <laughs> um, if, if I'm talking about the old school skunk, I mean, it means something that I was familiar with in high school, I suppose, that kind of yeah. got diluted and overcrossed over the years. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you're familiar with AGC Company out of, no, I think they're I out of ask you. Oakland. I'm not. But yeah, he's he's the real deal. He's been around for a while, um, working with a lot of the big people from the 80s and 90s in California mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he, he has old school genetics that are very coveted now that are harder to find for sure. Do you happen to know uh, if it's like skunk one? I think it's actually skunk two. Skunk yeah, two. Skunk okay. two. Yeah, That's but, one I'm not familiar with. Yeah. I mean, in general, as far as effects, like a very, uh, yeah, sativa dominant, very, uh, potent for sure. I mean, as a reason it's a, it's a very worldwide popular strain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's growing like it sounds so far. I've, I've got, uh, two, two females in flower and, um, and like I said, I harvested the pollen, but yeah, it's very, very tall, lanky, but already looks like it's going to be super potent. I just, I'm not quite sure about the yield yeah. yet. We'll see. What uh, does it smell like a dead skunk? It does even now. And it's only, <laughs> it's only like three weeks in the flower. Like, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, like I'm, you can, I'm, like, is it, you know, noticeable or is it kind of like, oh, maybe I can kind of see that. Um, or is when, it obvious when like, you, when you get up close to it right now, it's, it's very skunky. And I imagine it's going to dominate the whole grow room here in about four or five weeks. When really? it's close to we'll, have to, yeah. we'll have to check yeah. back in with you. Cause I'm really curious. Yeah, if, me too. I'm all, you know, everybody's looking for that. And, I, and I'm not saying that it's roadkill skunk or whatever, but, um, just that the skunky terps, yeah. it does, those have kind of taken a back seat over the last, I don't know, 15 years, let's yeah, say. For sure. And so it, it is cool to kind of bring some of those, those flavors back. Definitely. Um, yep. But the problem is, is that everybody's so focused on roadkill skunk and, and I don't think it's a thing. I don't think it, <laughs> it's not like you're going to like, I got the cut. Like, I don't think it works like that. Yeah. So uh, it just seems to me like there's just a lot of older skunk varieties and they all are in the kind of genre of like, I don't know, I think of like skunk cabbage. You know the smell of skunk cabbage? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's what I think of when I think of skunk weed. For sure, yeah. I I mean, not laying, not like laying in the hot sun and got ran over by eighteen weed. No, weed. no. There's no there's no uh, death smell to this stuff or whatever. Like no, you know, it's, no real it's kind smell. of sweet, perfumey, but it, then it's got kind of a sour, rank kind of smell. Exactly. You kind of don't want to like it at first, but then you want. Then you're like, wait, no. Nah, let me smell it again. The um, kind of like smelling your own farts. Yeah, totally. I I grew a, and I don't know which one this was, but this. So is, I've been told. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Ten years ago or so, but I grew one out, and um, yeah, my my granddad actually noticed it, and he didn't know what it was, and he kept bugging us about. It. I think I think there's a, a skunk around here somewhere, but yeah. it, it smelled not like a dead skunk on the road. It smelled like 
subtle, fresh sprayed skunk. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I don't yeah. know where that rotten comes from. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know enough about it either. But someone, yeah. maybe somebody will leave a comment and tell me about it. Probably but, right. But uh, no, I, I'm definitely into what you're talking about though, which is like literally that skunk cabbage smell. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds. I, I miss those terps. I feel like they're missing. I, I I love fruity terps too, but candy and fruity terps is dominating the market and has been for a yeah. while, like for sure. So, yeah. are you more of a you're more of a flower kind of guy, not a concentrates or? Yeah, in general, I mean, I appreciate concentrates. Um, I, I used to be a much heavier smoker. I still smoke every day, but uh, I've got a little little son and everything, and yeah. you know, just being a dad at this point when he's young is uh made me keep my consumption somewhat in check. Exactly, I, I, yeah, I feel yeah, you, bro, for sure. But yeah, um. Much more of a flower guy. Uh, yeah, I, I generally feel like, and a bunch of people agree with me, but the soil-grown organic flower may not always be the frostiest or the terpiest. Yeah. But it is, in my experience and a lot of other people's, the best as far as an entourage effect. The best overall Absolutely. 100%. feel and quality. Like, 100%. yeah. 100%. You can get super head high from some synthetic stuff that looks amazing, but it's not going to feel as good to your yes. body overall. Like yeah. I've been railing about this for weeks now. <laughs> nice. Because uh, I've been, uh, I ran the Oreos. And, oh, yeah. And that's, yeah. to me, that is exactly that. Gotcha. Whereas, uh, like, over here, um, you can, this doesn't look real fancy. This is, right now, this is my... Favorite weed right there. And I don't know. It doesn't oh, look. it smells amazing. It doesn't look real great though, right? I mean, there's nothing super impressive looking about that at all. But it, but it's nice. I can tell just from the, <laughs> the smell. It's kind of the thing you mentioned, getting people to not always just judge with their yep. eyes. And then like, here's, yeah. here's another one. So that, that's Lemon Tree. Okay. This is one of my fa absolute favorites. It's just. Oh, yeah. And that's the San Fernando. Yeah, nice. I was like, that. that's real familiar to me. I'm like. But again, like, it, I mean, some. it kind of looks like old school bud, right? You got like the orange, you know, orange on it and it's got like a, a lot of green. You know, I mean, you yeah. don't see it glistening in the light. But that that but it's delicious soil and smell. And I, I would take that over something that's hydroponic grown and is, is frostier any yeah. day of the week just and, just for the overall effect. And you were saying how um, uh, especially with these, uh, you know how you like that kind of up happy. Kind yeah. Of. So I find that with, uh, with the San Fernando, especially is that it, uh, it's not going to put you to, it's not going to put you down. It's not super, super strong, but if you, but if you smoke enough of it, it'll give you the giggles. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. And, 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 and <laughs> it's like, I love that yeah. kind of weed Absolutely. I don't know, where you can kind of feel it here. Definitely. Know? Like, like, yeah, someone's Good tickling stuff. your funny bone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, totally preach on man that the, I, I, we got to smoke stuff first and that's actually why we're doing the, all that stuff at the cup so that you can bring some bud, somebody can try it instead of just buy it, looking at a picture. Absolutely. And, um, and see if it's what they like. Not yeah. everybody likes the same thing, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, man, I, I, I don't know about you, but even if I get a cut, I don't even really want to grow out a cut unless I've tried the bud, unless I know that it's something special for sure yeah but um yeah man like i don't want to put all that time into it i'm, I'm like eh. as well yeah and and <laughs> i'm constantly doing pheno hunts and you know you find a great one every once in a while but you know you throw away a bunch of stuff too yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but right uh, on yeah cool well uh you know there's only a few more or cup is coming right up yeah i'm excited soon, so i'm yeah. really looking forward to it and i think you're gonna like it we got a great crew of people that are gonna be there and um, there will be a decent amount of nugs around, I think. Absolutely. I'm going to bring a decent amount just for people to sample. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, it'll be really fun to just trade and kind of hang out with a bunch of people that grow. So uh, you'll fit right in, man. Nice. And thank you um, again I'm for glad the invitation. That you're coming. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, appreciate really appreciate you. it. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you, I, you, we'll have to uh, 
We'll have to give away some of those seeds somehow. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, how can we do that, Guru? Got any ideas? I uh, don't. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll come up with something. We'll we'll hang on to them. Uh, yeah. You. That's the. The Backross, right? Oh uh, yeah, one of these is a Backross. I brought the Cherry Tropicana, and then also uh, okay. Tropicana Kush is one. It's a Shiatsu Kush cross. To the okay, end. all right, you guys will have to keep tuning in, and uh, we'll we'll get those out. Sounds people will test them out. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks yeah. again for for coming by. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, we'll see you at the cup. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks for joining, everybody. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time on Know Your Creator. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude.